How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good question. That's a really good question. Now. Back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Listen, um, we're asking good questions today. That's what we try to do on this show. Oh, yeah. You know? Props That's to you. That's a really good question. Sean Salisbury is about to join us, and we're going to try to ask him great questions. And uh, we'll see what he says. He uh, gives great answers. That's what we should start firing back at people. That's a great answer. It's a great answer. Yeah. We'll see. Um... 888-957-9570 is the number. Um, here, let's let, let's squeeze one in. Let's go to Jason in Palo Alto. Hey, Jason, what's up? What's going on, guys? Still hey, Jason. This. How you doing? All right, all right. Hey, man, so why – I don't understand what else do we want Shanahan to do in these situations. I mean, everyone's talking about getting the ball to McCaffrey more. You want to see last – Last Super Bowl, four years ago, we said we wanted Debo to run the jet sweep more. Well, those run plays are getting stuck. I mean, they were all over the sweeps to Debo, and they were all over the run game. McCaffrey didn't have a huge running game, and plus all the pre-snap uh, penalties and misassignments and stuff like that. But what we wanted to see from Shanahan was him be more aggressive. And he drew up plays for touchdowns at the end of at the end of. Uh, regulation at the end of the fourth quarter there, we had a play for a touchdown. He drew up a play for a touchdown. The players just didn't execute the play, which is fine. It's, I mean, no one's to blame. Can't really do anything about it, but in overtime, everyone can criticize him for taking the ball. Well, it's less pressure on Purdy to get the ball first. Yeah, Jason, you Jason, Jason, Sean Salisbury's ready to rock, so I, I I think you make a really good point. Appreciate uh appreciate you calling. And 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 yeah, that's that's kind of the way that's the way I see it. There's a conceptual thing that people ask Kyle Shanahan to do. I, I, I think he did it. Um other than that, there there's a whole family of people that all have to do the right thing for for plays to work. So it doesn't mean Kyle's out of the blame, but but you know, it goes it goes to everybody. Sean Salisbury joins us now. Sean, what did you think of Kyle Shanahan's performance last Sunday? You know, you know what blows my mind, and you guys know I I hold Kyle in high regard. Why is it? I was thinking about like going back to when he was in Atlanta. Why is it that Kyle is the head coach, and I understand criticism. Every coach and quarterback and player, in particular the quarterback and coach normally on teams, take a lot of criticism and and too much it, no doubt. But have you ever noticed, Dan, like, for instance, the Dan Quinn thing? Who was the head coach in Atlanta? Dan Quinn, right? Yep. Why is it that Kyle – I know he's a play caller and the head coach, but why is it that Kyle gets all the blame for for Atlanta – and San Francisco, but Dan Quinn doesn't shoulder any of the dude like Kyle did. Don't play man or do play man when he went to Steve Wilkes. Why is it the Dan Quinn? It's like it was Kyle was the head coach. I'm fascinated by our selective criticism. So that's for another long conversation, like a four hour one on my morning show. I nice. I think Kyle is a brilliant. The question does have to ask is what happens in the. In the second half of the fourth quarter, I didn't like. Uh, and you can't pay attention to social media or what the media is saying about you as a coach. Oh, be more aggressive. They were aggressive 
Hey, they had a lead. It happened. They came out. If not mistaken, I'm going to go back and watch it for a third time. Did they throw six straight times coming out of the locker room? I think they did. I got close to it. But three and outs is the key to the game. I don't – I'm not in it to make the fans sitting in the 12th row happy. I'm just not. I thought Kyle called a good game. I thought he got out of what he does best. What he does best, and I want to put the ball in 23's hands even more than I already did. That being said, it's easy for my vantage point. He deserves blame. Everybody does. All right, we're gonna, let, Sean, Sean, we're going to try to reconnect with you, man, because we're getting like every uh, – we're losing every third word, and uh, we value your words. I'd like them all. Yeah? I want them all. I'm all or nothing guy when and it comes I wanna to And I want to hear what he says in terms of he got away from doing, and he was about to say that Kyle got away from doing what he does best a little bit. And one thing that the caller said, and I want to ask Sean about this as well, is, yeah, they were starting to stop the run in certain ways. Are there other approaches you could take to run the ball? Because I saw early in the game you had check in the backfield and you were going straight ahead inside the tackles and you were gashing them. And it felt like yep. you got a little bit away from just straight-up power football. And I wonder if that's what Sean's talking about. Well, and I wonder about the adjustments. You know, Sean talks about going to see it for a third time. Like, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't watch the Super Bowl three, four, five times. Super Bowl. But yeah, I I wonder I wonder what Steve Spagnola was doing differently because um, they did they did have more success against Christian McCaffrey as a defense in the second half. All right, I think we got Sean back. Sean, good to have you. What like okay? I'd love to hear you complete that 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 kind of thought. Um, although one thing we keep bringing up in that third quarter when they did come out, they threw it six straight times. But that's also because prior to second down, on the first drive, there was a false start. And then the next drive, the first down play was a minus eight. So it's like you're, you're way behind the sticks. Does that kind of change the way you look at those play calls? No, I, I'm going because I watched the game twice, and I'm going to watch it a third time. I'm with you. Listen, one thing we always do is blame everything on the coach or the quarterback. There's a lot of other things going on. And I'm with you guys 100%. I was listening to your previous caller. <laughs> Say this to talk about if you know players got to execute and they do. For instance, in a red zone, well, what in the world is going on? Chris Jones, listen, that'd be like when Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, or one of these great players is sitting in the in, in the defensive tackle position or on the edge, and you decide to block everybody but him. Listen, when in doubt, block the best player on the planet on defense or one of the three or four best. I don't know. You give a free runner if Kai, if. If you can let Brock Purdy set his seat for just a split second more, that's a walk-in touchdown in the right flat. Well, things like that. that. That's not on Kyle Shanahan. It's on somebody screwing up at the line of scrimmage, not understanding. When in doubt, if you don't know what you're doing, block their best player, the inside guy. Don't worry about the guy further away from the line of scr- or further away from the quarterback. The quarterback will handle him. It would have been a touchdown. So there's that. We can go through a, a litany of things that happened. I thought Kyle called a, a, a good game. There was a, a, a stint in there. We talked about the six straight throws. You're right. Pre-snap penalties, which are inexcusable. And when a wide receiver jumps offside, inexcusable. It just is. We could talk about all the stuff. Wide receivers can't jump offside or have a legal procedure when they're standing up staring at the ball. You just can't do it. If there's no excuse, I don't want to hear crowd noise. You're moving on movement. You're not going on, on, on uh, sound anyway for another day. But. Kyle, for some reason, when it gets late, I don't think Kyle needed to prove to the world. And you're right, at third, third and 14, throw it. I get it. But on first and 15, I, I can also mix in some other things. I just think that at times he got away. I, I, I'm not blaming him for this loss. I'm, I'm just not. He's got a part in it. And it players and coaches and Steve Wilkes and the defense and all the other things. But I think what he, he got away with from what, he would normally do. I don't consider first and 15 a passing down all the time or second and 12. I see McCaffrey get six or seven. Now we're third and five or a screen game or the quick game. That being said, execution, missed field goal, blocked field goal, or extra point, should I say, even though the kicker had a good game, letting the guy run free, pre-snap penalties, all those things. Hey, you get an interception from Mahomes. You get it on their half of the field, boom, three and out. You can give me extra chances as the opposing quarterback. You cannot give Mahomes that many shots. 
Because the first three quarters or two and a half quarters, I thought Purdy played better than Mahomes. I did. And I'm thinking San Francisco's winning. And I, I've never, this is as hard as I've rooted for a guy and a team in over a decade, meaning the 49ers and Purdy and, and this game. But Kyle deserves blame. I get it. Steve Wilkes deserves some. The defense deserves some. Purdy, I know that sounds cliche, but Andy Reid never got away from doing what he always does. Stayed the course, and he's a special at doing it. I think at times, because Mahomes is on the other sideline, the opposing team feels they got to keep up when they don't. And unfortunately, you know, it ended like it did, but anybody that says it's just Kyle Shanahan's fault and he doesn't know what's going on is wrong, but it is fair to question why late in games and three Super Bowls as a coordinator and a head coach and a team that they're not able to close it out when they've got better players than the opposing team. That's fair, Sean, and I think it is too simplistic to just blame Kyle, but I've watched the game back now twice myself, but the one thing that stands out to me, and correct me if you see something different, but a lot more shotgun and a lot more empty formations for a guy who loves to run the football. It felt to me like they were signaling to Spagnola that they were going to throw the ball a lot more and not have that threat of CMC in the run game. Amen. That's such such a great point. And we were talking about that on Monday on my show, and I want to now that we're local here with you guys where the team was playing, it hits even harder. You are so right. Listen, and doesn't that kind of tie into what you and I are both talking about? Why do you think they do all that? A couple reasons. One, don't you think that the Mahomes factor has something to do with it? We got to get a bigger lead. We got to listen. I'll take a two-score lead. One score, you're dangerous with Mahomes late. But if you capitalize on the one to the flat that Chris Jones came free, you got a chance. And I, I, I love this discussion because, to me, you can do the same thing without going empty. I love the threat. I think back to USC and Texas in the national title game when, when Vince Young had that big game at the Rose Bowl. Right. I was standing on the sidelines, and I'm thinking to my, on the final play on fourth down, I don't mind you giving it to Lindell White. Why isn't Reggie Bush in the game in the backfield exactly. or motioning out just to hold, the, just to give the defense some bandwidth thoughts? And so for me, I can do the same thing pre-snap, post-snap motion, which Kyle's as good as anybody at the league at multiple formations and motions and personnel groupings. I've, and you're telling guys we've got to give credit to Spagnolo too because that guy doesn't deviate from what he does. I mean, he knows how to create confusion. He's going to pressure you. And he's going to do it. It may be from different areas, but he's going to try to create confusion on the offensive line. And I, he didn't deviate from it. And to me, when you see Christian McCaffrey sitting in the backfield, you have to respect third and six run. I understand mixing it in, but that's not their specialty. I want to be in the gun. I want to be under center. I want to do both. But to me, like you would your great players, I know when we, just, when we played against like Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White, every snap, he, when, and the entire week of practice, we were so focused. Where does he line up? Who's blocking him? How are we going to do it? And even when we didn't, he wasn't a threat on the play. It was going away. It still gave you a little bit of a headache or a little bit of thought. It used up space in your mind. And so I think at times you get people get too cute. Kyle's not, he's not immune to that. We all do. So, yes, I am with you 100%. I think pre-snap formations – Gave Steve Spagnola because defense is audible and have checks too. I think you made it too easy to know the throw was coming or just a simple flag play action fake flash it in there. And Kyle's smarter than I am at it. But from my vantage point, I would have got back to what I do. What they do is what got them to the Super Bowl. And I think the Mahomes factor helped them to deviate just enough to cause a loss in the end. Sean Salisbury with us here, Willard and Dibbs 95.7 The Game. What should Kyle Shanahan be looking for in his next defensive coordinator? A guy that he interviews and is on the same page as him. Now, I don't want to like, – I'm not there in the meetings with Steve Wilk. It was a hell of a regular season for, what, top three defense. I mean, they had a good season defensively. They weren't as effective in the postseason. And obviously, philosophical differences. Here's what I know. When I interview a guy, whether it's me or Kyle or anybody else that's coming into my job or what we do or any job, when he walks into that room and sits down and I'm interviewing him to be my coordinator, I want him to get up and teach me. 
You tell me what your philosophy is. And if it doesn't match what I'm doing, don't hire him, even if he's great. Because when it, no matter how good a guy is, if it goes against your offensive philosophy and what you believe in, eventually it's going to come to a head faster than normal in one year's fast. So when I'm hiring him, and I may not even like – maybe I'm Kyle Shannon. I said I'd rather have a, a zone guy instead of a pressure guy or vice versa. But he's got to fit into what you like philosophically because philosophy, that'll get you into fights on the sideline. And before you know it, you're going to say, we can't do it anymore. So I want to know. I don't care about your personality. I don't give a rat's ass about where you come from. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care about your previous places. I watch tape. So does Kyle. When you walk into my office, I need to know what your approach is. And I'm not going to tell you what my approach is as the head coach. You're going to tell me. I already know what my approach is. So when you come in and sit in my office, whether it's Jack Del Rio or Steve Wilkes or Bill Belichick, I want to, even though I've studied the tape and your defenses, I want to know after watching us as a 49ers team and offense and our personnel, tell me your philosophy. You teach me. And then I'll make the decision after I question and we go back and forth. But if you hire a guy because he had great stats and people come highly regarded, but philosophically he's different, whether it's under pressure or just when you're winning by 30, then, then, then I can't hire you. So my only question about that is when you sat him down to interview him, when D'Amico Ryan's left, why didn't we know there was philosophical differences before you ran him out there? You shouldn't have hired him if that's the way you felt. So to me, and I know you find out guys do different things under pressure, I am not hiring a guy. I don't want a yes man. I'm going to let him do his thing. But if he doesn't believe in what we're doing or he has his own way, then he needs to go coach his ass somewhere else, meaning the coordinator. Let him tell you what he does. You don't tell him what you want. Because I'm telling you guys, creatures, you think Steve Spagnola, if he left Andy Reid to go be the coordinator in Pittsburgh, do you think he's all of a sudden going to change his DNA to fit Mike Tomlin? No. When pressure hits, you know what he's going to do? What he always does, what we all do, revert back to what got us successful in the first damn place. And if it doesn't match your philosophy – the coach will get fired, both of them eventually. So find a guy who fits what you want or a guy, if I'm a quarterback or a coach or a coordinator or head coach, I always want the guy who gives me the most fits. I want to interview a guy or hire a guy that makes it miserable on me as an offense to score on. That's my second trait. Other than that, Good luck, but those are two things you must have when you're hiring a head coach. Yeah, and that's Steve Spagnola. I don't know if he's available, but yeah, he's the guy who who gave Kyle Fitz. What did you make of his decision in overtime to take the ball? Had you thought about it before? And looking back at it now, do you think any differently about that approach? It's the same. Listen, I opening a game. Listen, it happened. First off, I you can't go in. Your players not. I understand players should know, but that's a meeting you have at training camp. Hey guys, here's the rule change. And even if you didn't, before you go out for the coin toss, you got you got to let Fred know. You get you, we we win we win the toss. Defer in overtime. You just have to. Even if all of them didn't know, they that guy who goes out there for the coin toss has to know. And then you bring them all together and say, remember guys, we get a chance to match whether it's a touchdown or a field goal. That, that, it takes 30 seconds, and, and that's it. That has to be done. That notwithstanding, for me, opening a game, this team scores, what, almost 60% of the time when they get the ball out of the locker room on the opening kickoff, they go down and score? Fine. There's not a lot of analytics, like Kyle had mentioned. Well, analytics say that we should that we should have. We, we get the ball. We go down for pressure. Mahomes is different. You, you don't treat that the same. And there's not many analytics to tell me, and I don't know one coach in this league. And if Kyle had to do it over again, there's no way in hell he takes the ball in overtime when you get a chance to match. That'd be like in a college game, Bill, uh, Nick Saban saying, hey, we're playing Auburn to see who goes to the SEC championship game. Oh, we won the toss. Let's take the ball first. I don't know a coach in a league that would do it. And I know they said analytics deep down, my personal opinion is, they, 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 if Kyle – was thinking like he normally does as a brilliant mind, would have deferred. You have to defer. It's not an option. It is legally, I mean, by rights it's an option, but I don't like it. I wouldn't do it, especially if your defense rears their head. Like, they played a decent game, especially the first two and a half quarters. A really, 
actually a better than decent, I got to know if I'm going to kick a field goal or score a touchdown because that changes the way I call plays, especially when your kicker had just banged two, two over 50 yards. So, yes, he should have deferred. I'm sitting out here watching the game thinking, why are you taking the ball? I'm not in the game, and it's easier for me, I guess, because the pressure's not on me, but you cannot take the ball in overtime when both teams get a chance to, to possess the ball no matter a touchdown or a field goal. You absolutely cannot do that. So, you just can't. Yeah, Sean, the only, here are the two questions I have because this has also been stated. John Lynch said the defense was gassed. They didn't want to send him right back out on the field. And secondly, the comparison you made to college, the only difference there is if the two sides do both go out and match each other, then the rules change. In college, you okay, just continue, but the rule changes to sudden death. I mean, isn't that that like no? Th- that's yeah, that's in, that's got to be a thing. A, you guys can't. There's no way. As much as you know, I love the 49ers. You know, I love you guys. You know, I love Kyle. You, 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 you're, 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 there's nothing you're going to do that's going to convince me that that was the right move. You, there, you guys, you, you don't have an argument. Oh, I'm not you trying to don't. convince you, I, but I think that those two points are at least fair things to enter they in fair. to the and discussion. They, yeah, listen, you guys know, I, I think you guys are awesome. You're exactly right. It's fair to discuss. Okay, let me ask you. What would you have done? Well, here's what I've said uh, all week. Well, well, if I had known that the Chiefs were going to go for two in a match situation, then I would have deferred. But if not, I still contend that if let's say the Niners, uh, let's say the Niners defer and they hold the Chiefs to a field goal, and then the Chiefs hold the Niners to a field goal, and now it's sudden death, and yeah. Mah- and Mahomes gets the ball first, and they, yeah, and they and they cross the fifty and Butker hits from sixty-two, and they're celebrating. I think Kyle gets ripped, Sean. Of course, no, no, not for not for he'll never get ripped for deferring. Never, not in not in overtime with the now during uh, the regular season. I don't know. Regular, no, dude, let me tell you something. I, I hate to tell you, you, you are there. You're not even anywhere even in the in the playing field with this one. Okay, I get the argument where you're talking about what with the college and the NFL. Let me do that. You just gave me if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> if he kicks the sixty-four no, yarder, no, if Sean Holmes goes for two. Sean if Andy goes for two to end it. End it. it all, all these ifs. The bottom line, you don't know. So what you do, like a good gambler would or a good investor would, I need to know where my ROI is. My I don't, ROI I don't, is I don't disagree with you, Sean. I don't disagree with you, Sean. But here's what I'm saying, and let this me is finish. well, let, no, let me but, finish. You asked me the question. Go ahead. Let me finish. Go ahead. Let, let, let me finish. No, say, listen. Nobody, not, not one thirty, not not one coach is thinking. Well, if we kick a field goal and they kick a field goal to match. And then they get the ball back, and Mahomes takes an 85 yards, and then they went for two on the – no, 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 you can't think like that. Your job, number one job, is to put your team in the best position to succeed. Taking the ball first is not – especially with number 15. i got to know in my play calling, well, what's he doing? And that also tells me you don't trust your defense. i got to believe my defense is going to try to get a stop, maybe hold them to a field goal. I'm not worried about can Butker kick it from 70. I can't think like that. I got to think one possession each. What do we do? And I'm sure as hell not thinking. Well, what if Kai? What, what if Andy goes for two to end it if we're tied, or or if they score a touchdown? Okay, I get it. But in this situation, you're not giving your team. We're, we're guys. We're trying to we're trying to reinvent the wheel. There's not one coach of the 32 coaches in this league. Not one would have. Taking the ball, knowing if you know both teams get a field goal or touchdown, a chance to match. Well, there's you one. Were, there's one. His name's Kyle. His, his, his name's I Kyle Shanahan. What? I said there's one. His name's Kyle Shanahan. I mean, hey, he, hey, yeah. And then let me ask you this: Who's wearing the ring? Yeah, yeah, not not him, boy, not yeah. him. All I'm saying, Thank Sean, you. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I said if 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 you're going to do that, I would commit to going for two, which is fine. Okay, then I'll, then but, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's total. That's totally fine. I'm just saying, if you if you if you gave Patrick the ball first in sudden death, and you lose on a field goal, my contention is that the you would be publicly ripped the same way he's being ripped here. No, no. If Patrick goes down and scores, and you defer, you're not going to be ripped for doing the right. 
Now, only an idiot would rip them for deferring. Well, they're de- no, no, no. You know who that idiot is? You know who those idiots are? <laughs> the same person on Twitter who rips you for deferring is going to rip you for not deferring. Right. You that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, dude, so am I, as a coach, real quick, am I supposed to give a rat's ass what social media or getting ripped by the media thinks about my decision? That's why I get paid as a head coach. Screw you. That's why you're in the stands, not you, but any of them. That's why I pay for a ticket, and Kyle's coaching them. He's smarter than we are. He's got the job. But, and even on top of that, you're deferring. And we, we can never say, well, Patrick, Mahomes is an outlier. He'll make you do crazy-ass stuff all yep. over the place. Yep, yep. But, and the pressure hits. Well, it's Mahomes. It's pressure. What do we do? Listen, who do you trust? I mean, and you know I love Purdy. Who do you trust more happened to match? Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Right? Yeah. Sure. So let's see what he brings. What if he goes drop pass, runs to Pacheco, they got a punt, third and eight, he throws one and hits the ground. Now they're punting on fourth and eight. Okay, great. Now you go down and you, you punt it back to him. Now it's sudden death. Now it's just football like we do in the street, and you just got to be smart and play. There's a lot of different branches to this. But, guys, we can question what he should and shouldn't have done play calling. But when it comes to this, there's not, there, there, there is no option. I love Kyle Shanahan. It was the wrong choice in overtime, which leads me deep down to believe that all the pomp and circumstance might have had them thinking that, it, that, that you didn't get a chance to match on a touchdown. There's a part of me deep down where people aren't talking about. There is no way you take the ball in overtime. I don't give a rat's ass who the other quarterback is. you got to find out if your defense can get a stop and you can go score. There, you can't sell me on – there's nobody selling me on it was the right thing to do to, to take the ball and not defer. You can't do it. Sean, now that the season is a full wrap, what's your takeaway on Brock Purdy and how that looks going forward, both for – Quarterback play and finances. You're under a rookie contract. He's a top five quarterback statistically and the way he performed in the league this year. Uh, If we're trying to compare him to Mahomes and pressure all that, then there's 31 others who are not going to live up to it. That includes Lamar Jackson, the two-time MVP, and everybody else. We get too caught up in the physical, how far can you throw it, how fast can you run how about just the guy, how many plays do you make and do you win? And to my knowledge, over the last two years, very few quarterbacks have started their first two years, and I don't care that he's got talent. Baltimore has talent. Buffalo has talent. That's the name of the game. Try to get talent people around your quarterback. There's very few outliers like Mahomes or Brady that can win without having great players around them consistently. Brock Purdy's a starting quarterback. He's not average. He's not just a guy. Contrary to what some of those clowns on national media will have you believe, he's the starting quarterback. You don't need to go get somebody. You can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. You damn near should have won that one because he isn't the reason you got beat. But I can tell you this, he, having somebody else in there may very well be the reason. Brock Purdy showed that he belongs, and he did it for two straight years. Brock Purdy's your quarterback, and keep that roster together. And right now, they're my favorite to get back next year. If you were doing this like today, because actually yep. um, uh, exactly 12 months from now they will be, like yep. you, you hesitate, 40 mil, or, or, or you, you, you ride? Oh, he's not, I'm not, listen, there's very few guys. There's very few guys in my mind that are – I wouldn't have paid Deshaun Watson when he got paid. Right. He's high. I mean, he's like, no, no way. But I can tell you what, I'll, I, I trust Brock Purdy with the ball more in his hands in a pressure situation. He may not be as talented – but talent and quarterback are two different things. So for me, would I pay him $40 million a year for five years and guarantee 75% of it? Absolutely not. He's not worth $40 million yet. It's two years, but I'll tell you what, give me two more years or another year of this, and you got to say, listen, forget all the optics. We win with the guy, and we got a chance. So if you're telling me should he make more than Baker Mayfield, the answer is absolutely. <laughs> if you're telling me he right. should make more than Lamar Jackson, no, not yet. But on this, he's still got time for another big one. If you're telling me is he worth twenty-five to thirty million dollars, considering what he's done results-wise, you damn right he is. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, they may not have that luxury yeah, to, we'll uh, you know, to come low like that if he has another yeah, yeah, year like yeah. this. I mean, it, it, think about this league, guys. You're the, you're, I mean, you talk about return on investment with a seventh-round pick and the last pick of the draft. And I think the player, just talk to, all you got to do is talk to the players that play with him, and you can get a great idea. I know you guys do. I'm talking to anybody of what they feel in a loss, not in a win. When you win a Super Bowl, go talk to them now. Is Brock Purdy your quarterback? You're going to find very few people in that locker room, in my opinion, that would say we got to find somebody else. He was not the reason. There was other reasons. My complete, yeah, yeah I think no we all doubt. agree with that. Sean, great stuff, man. Thanks for doing it. Uh, hey, I love you guys, and congratulations with all that. The Barrett Sports Media Awards, you guys deserve it. You guys are awesome, and congratulations on where you're ranked. And, and there's very few shows that are better, so way to go. Sean, Thank appreciate you, Sean. you man. Appreciate that. So you're one of our favorites, Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate it. Okay, Thanks. great stuff. stuff. Yeah. Sean Salisbury. Um, God, the, the overtime thing is so captivating to people. It is. And again, I, like, I've reached a spot where it's poker. I, I, I can't even, you know, he was definitive. I'm I'm only definitive if I know that the other team is going for two. Well, it, I'm definitive in that I want to have the control. I don't want to have to worry about what the other team is doing. Or you're a control freak, so I'm actually really not, which is funny. But in this case, <laughs> I want to have the ability to I get it to control it. I and get if it. you go second, you have control over what you need to do. Now, can you do it? That's a whole other issue, but. You go out there, you get a stop, three wins it. You give up three, three ties it, a touchdown wins it. You give up seven, seven ties it, eight wins it. You have the control. So for you being a control guy, I'm surprised that you don't want to have that. Because if you go second, well, you have get, more control. I, I do think it's more circumstantial than some other people seem to think. I'll allow I for that like to an extent. Not, Sean made it very black and white. I don't think so. I, I, I can understand the thought process for sure, but again, if John Lynch tells you our defense is completely gassed, we can't send him right back out on the field right now, I'm listening to that. Or what if it was a different team? What it, Right? What if this is not Patrick Mahomes on the other side and it's not a team where you're like, oh, they're going for two, right? What, what, what if it's a team, what if it was the 49ers? Let's put this in the Chiefs' hands. What or if, if the game was like six to six, and you go to overtime, I mean, and nobody has scored at all. I think that uh, I think you need to account for the moment where the game can be won by a field goal. I think you need to account for that. Agreed, but in that same light, that to me makes it even more galling that they didn't defer because you're going up against a guy who had just gashed you. They just scored three consecutive times. They had the ball. And you're gonna give him, you're gonna give him the controlling hand by letting him go second. But so, but therefore, no, no love for John Lynch saying the defense was not ready to go back out on the field. There's love for that, but the defense, it turns out, wasn't ready to go back out on the field well, right. 12 minutes later. I mean, I think the the bigger yep. issue yep. and the rat on the table brought to you by Atco Pest Control Thank is you. the defense was done. They were washed, and you lost Demo Lenore. And you lost another member of the secondary on the same play. You already lost Dre Greenlaw. Your defense was exhausted, and you were down to a bunch of second stringers. So the defense was done anyway. I don't think that extra 10 minutes of orange slices and Capri Suns was going to matter at all. If you look at it that way, then they absolutely should have deferred. If you, but I don't think the Niners had decided what you just decided. Right. I don't think they thought that it was automatic that the defense was going to give up a touchdown. But if you're thinking that way, and if you're so overwhelmingly impressed by Patrick Mahomes, where you're like, well, he's automatically going to get a touchdown. Well, then, then you, yes, then you defer, and and you say our only hope is he scores a touchdown, then we score a touchdown and go for two. That's the yeah. only way to play. It's your only hope, but it's your best hope. It, I think no matter what, that's your best chance help anyway. Help us, Obi-Wan. Totally. Only your only hope. hope. And, you know, if you if you somehow get a turnover or you force Mahomes into a three because they're going to approach it differently when they don't have all four downs to play with, I think going forward, and I don't know how often we're going to see this over time in the playoffs, it's not a frequent thing. Not often, yeah. But, you know, maybe next time you see it, you, you see the team that wins the toss to first. Um. Well, shoot. After this discussion, I think so. I think you'd be terrified to take the ball ever again. Right. Unless but, you had a ferocious defense. Uh, yeah. Again, I just I I do. I think it's circum. It's more circumstantial than Sean 
uh, sees it, in my mind. And that's uh, that's fine. I mean, it's funny when he's like, you know, 32 out of 32 coaches would defer. That was funny. There's at least one that wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and then he insisted you let him finish. That got a little heated. <laughs> that was before. That yeah. was before. Well, the funny thing, did you hear what he said? He goes, you asked me a question. Like, actually, it was a statement. Yeah. But uh, but anyway. Well, I, I mean, I read a statement. And you you mocked me to the guys well, behind the glass, yeah. even though it was a great statement. because well, you were doing a victory lap. Well, I deserved you it. you made a great point. It was a great point. It was to make gr- great points in an interview. You're I thought we him. were having a conversation. We are now. That can be a conversation. We don't, we don't need to have a question. If you're going to make all the great <laughs> points, then we don't need guests. Some of the Best. I just throw it over to you. Let's some go live to Dan Dibley for another great point. I got more in the hopper, but what else uh, you got? Some of the best interviews are just conversations. Well, of course, they're conversations. They don't have to be, of course, me browbeating, you know, Momo <laughs> with questions. Oh, Mark, that was just a great question. <laughs> Freaking. Uh, then she shows up on Katie TV. Kirk over here. Totally. Um, all right, Bill in Newark. Let's get to these calls. We got Warriors to talk about. We do. The top dubs, of the hour. Dubs are playing in an hour and twenty three. Right here on the game. Bill in Newark. What's up, dude? Bill? Bill? Newark? Bill? Go on. Uh, Javier in Vacaville. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. How you doing today, Mr. Willard and Dibley? Now, wow, so- those are dramatic pauses. What's up, Javier? Had to get us off speaker. I respect it. Hey, guys. So, uh... The question that I have is simple. For one, I do love what Salisbury said, man. He is a great interviewer. He just, you know, set the tone and just love hearing him talk. I have a simple question. If you had a preference, anything is practical, would you rather have Belichick or Rabel? I, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm very decisive. I can't decide in my mind. I just want to know your guys' opinion because unless they get that type of hire, I think, they might have failed with this firing, in my opinion. But I want your opinion on those two. Yeah, so I could all. I mean, for yeah, me, it's an easy know, one. I know what Dibs. And I'll refer work. you to uh, YouTube yesterday. Well, that and uh, Nahigi and our boss sent out a picture, just trying to imagine <laughs> what this would look like. <laughs> you with egg on your face, <laughs> and it's kind of a goofy Photoshop it of it. It's, I guess... That's over easy. Yeah. That's really over easy. It's actually kind of like the inside of a hard-boiled. Yeah, well, Like right. when you devil it. It's super and you cut yolky. It, yeah. It's, it's yolked. Heavy it's on the yolked yolk. like Jay Glazer. And it's on the forehead of a man who's about 41 years old, not One 49. Yeah, that picture is a few years yes, ago. Yes, it is. Yes, you it look is. good, though, kid. Thanks, you still what, look good. What, the hair's brown? What, 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 no, what it's what still some salt. Yeah, lot, some salt. A lot of pepper. Yeah. Salt, 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 and pepper. Hey, push it real good. It's, yeah... The the baggage under the eyes is it's about one bag here right now. You're you're two check ons in oh, the carry on. You think I'm more tired now? Yeah, coach. I am. And you're handsome. I'm not trying to make this about you not looking good, but in this picture, you had a carry on, <laughs> and right now you're two Samsonites in a garment bag. Mark carry on. He used to play for the Giants. <laughs> I remember that guy. Great call. That's a four. <laughs> Anyway, where were anyway, we? Anyway, yeah. Belichick. Oh, Belichick and Vrabel. Belichick. I'm going to answer this two ways. I'm going to answer it two ways. Of course you are. If it has to be Belichick or Vrabel, I'm going Vrabel. And I'll explain that in a second. However, here's the real answer. Dot, dot, dot. Neither. Yeah. I'm telling you it's neither. So, first of all, Bill Belichick ain't taking this gig. You could start there. Second of all, presence. To me, too large. You don't want that. You don't want uh, that kind of leadership in the room next to that kind of leadership. It's just, to me, it's it's way too much. Um, I also think this idea that Bill Belichick is the perfect fit at age 72, uh, having a hard time relating to players. I love that we want Wilkes down on the sideline being more energetic, and in the next breath we're like, let's get Belichick. Oh, that just screams sideline energy to me. This guy walking around with a poncho on, not looking at anybody? Get out of here. Um, Vrabel, to me, is much more on the level of the players. However, you're talking about guys who want to be head coaches. Vrabel, more than Belichick, might look at a D.C. role, but I also, at least in my research, I find two guys who are not part of the Kyle Shanahan tree and what he's looking for in terms of what he does, and that's what Salisbury just said. Go find someone who gets in the room with you and is speaking your language. And, and, and you want to do what they want to do, and they want to do what you want to do. So I, I expect your, the D.C. hire to be a smaller name, somebody younger. Um, and, and yes, a Brandon Staley is an example. I've heard the name Jeff Ulbrich. 
who is the DC with the Jets right now, but they're under he's underneath Robert Sala, who's actually the DC. Could he want to come back and go to the Niners? I don't know. But I would much more expect it to be a name like that. That would be my prediction. Yeah. A lot, uh, lot still to talk about. Long way to go until we even get into the interview season. But fascinating big names out there as, lo- as well as some unknown names. Uh, plenty of calls still coming up. Stay where you are. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Willard and Dibs. Free Odyssey app wherever you find your podcast. Got everything from the roast and Steiny and Goo there as well. Warriors Live is not terribly far away. That's right around the corner in about a half hour. And the Dubs and Jazz are playing at 6 tonight. This is Willard and Dibs. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What kind of question is that? Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Oh, man. This overtime thing is just connecting. It's connecting with people. Oh, and George Kittle's a goofball, if you didn't already know that. Well, goofball is one way to put it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, (laughs) and I'm looking right now to see what the dead cap number is. You got to run that guy for that. Well, explain it to the people, Mark. It's so the latest, the latest NFL films, NFL live, uh, mic'd up video that's now embarrassing the 49ers after Patrick Mahomes running laps around the stadium going, they want it. They want it. They want it. Fine. They want to give him the ball. They want the ball. They want the ball. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's embarrassing enough. And then here's George Kittle. Who is blocking for Christian McCaffrey? Who's he blocking? He's blocking another guy whose name is George. I don't even know. What's his long last name? Karloftis. Okay, Karloftis. George Karloftis against George Kittle. Kenneth Masmacho. We're both GK. That's right. (laughs) Whoa! And I'm blocking you. George George acts like his first name is Baba Ganoush or something. (laughs) And he just ran into another Baba Ganoush and was like, no way. We're both named Baba Ganoush. Totally. So Christian McCaffrey runs into the line. George is crushing, by the way, this other George. What's his name again? Karloftis. Karloftis. So he shoves him. And as he takes him out of the play, George, the goofball, looks at the other George and goes, Hi, George. Next thing you know, oh my God! The other George, notices, the one actually playing to the whistle, notices that the ball is on the ground and runs right around goofball George. Yeah, and recovers the fumble. Right, 
And George Kittle dives for it too late. Huh. One George has two rings. One George has no rings. Was the other George on the team four years ago? Uh, no, two years ago. George Kittle was. Oh, no, no, no. The guy who has George two Kittle rings. George Kittle is two in a row. Okay, He's a second-year player. He was on the, oh, got it. This okay. feels like a children's book, you know? <laughs> George and George play football. George, totally. Yeah. George blocked George, and then George greeted George, is, and then uh, George decided to continue playing until no. the whistle because he noticed that the football, the most important piece of material in the world, happened to be free and moving about the country, this and that is, George decided to, to fall on the ball. You're not being fair. I'm being completely fair. No, you're fair. not. If George, hey, Kittle, George. George Kittle turns around, that's exactly what he's not supposed to do because his man might be right behind him and th- therefore could make a tackle. He's focused on the guy he's supposed to block, and he's blocking him, and his back is turned. How's he supposed to know the ball's on the carpet? Well, you block your guy, and he you did. see the running back go by you. Now it's no, okay to disengage a- and then think about blocking blocking somebody no, else. You don't see him go by you. He's right next to you in a pile. He might bounce it outside. Your job is to take your guy out of the play. And he was doing that. Your job is not to take your guy out for lunch. Well, which is what he was intimating. His name was George. That's crazy. <laughs> of what are the odds? <laughs> Honestly, what are the odds? What are the odds? Hey George, I noticed that you played in the Big 10. So did I. Uh, <laughs> we have the same initials. You know what I think? I think we're best friends. Yep. And George Karloftis politely moves George Kittle aside and recovers the football. Yeah. Attention to detail. No, you know who that's on, right? Uh, Kosh Anahan. Thank you. It's uh, about time you got there. Can I Can I mention um, our, uh, our good friend Nick Wagner from ESPN? So I was listening to him talk about this. Not whole, a George. Uh, no. No, but if I went up to him, I'd be like, hey, Nick. <laughs> so Nick Wagner's talking about the Steve Wilkes firing, and he brought up a good point that I haven't, you know, I don't think we've talked about yet, which is after everything that went on this season with offense, defense, zero blitz, whatever, run defense against Detroit and beyond, whatever you're thinking about, uh, the marriage of Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes as the two top coordinators on the team. You get to the Super Bowl, and for the first week of the two-week break before the Super Bowl, what were we talking about with regard to Steve Wilkes' defense? Uh, It looked like they were jogging a lot. Not doing yoga, but doing jogging. We do jogging. Not good. No, it's it's not good. And we said it wasn't good, but I want to point out, at least us, I can't speak for all the shows, we put that on Chase Young. We didn't put that on Steve Wilkes. However, it is fair to bring that into the conversation, and I'd argue that if George Kittle actually wasn't blocking when Christian McCaffrey fumbled, and he literally was just running around the field looking for other people named George, <laughs> and his effort was to be questioned, are you telling me that wouldn't come down on Kyle Shanahan? We'd go crazy. If people on the offense were losing the NFC title game and just bebopping along as Aiden Hutchinson went and ate Brock Purdy and he had offensive linemen like belly bumping with each other and doing the electric slide while it was happening, we would kill Kyle Shanahan. And that happened in the NFC championship game. And Wagner brings up a great point. If you don't think that's a reflection of Steve Wilkes, where he's got to come out after the title game, oh, I talked to him. This was embarrassing, and I talked. Oh, you talked to him? Yeah. I, like, well, I'm, it's embarrassing that you had to talk to I him. I still put that squarely on Chase. Don't get it twisted. Of course. But I'm sure that didn't play well in the 49er hallways. No, and I don't think it played well in the 49er huddle either, where you watch Chase Young and the way he came out in the Super Bowl and he made the first tackle of the game and Dre Greenlaw was playing like Lawrence Taylor. Dre Greenlaw was playing a million miles an hour and the defense, I think, whether or not they got a firm talking to, they came out with a different energy in the first half, in particular in that Super Bowl, and they absolutely took it to Kansas City. All right, we're going to hop into some phone calls on the 49ers stuff. Warriors Live coming up at 5.15. And oh, by the way, 
Got a wee little earth shatterer there, too. Something that Joe Lacob said to Tim Kawakami on the TK pod that we should talk about in Warriors Live because it has a lot to do with contracts, tax penalties, and Clay Thompson. So we'll get to that coming up at uh, 5.15. But coming up next, those of you that want to weigh in on the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, we will absolutely come to you, so stay right where you are. Um, I'd love to focus more on this show uh, and everything we're doing, but I just realized something. What? Our technical director's first name is also Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark with a K. Wow! Your name is Mark, too! Yeah. Meanwhile, you fumbled the T's and you you, you botched clock, the read. Clock, 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 Exactly. You butchered the clock and all the rest of it. Willard and Debs. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sorry about my dog. Hey, cut it out. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors live in 13 minutes. Kevin Dana is on the call tonight in Utah. Gucci! There you go. Rain dance! Yeah, boy, yeah, boy. So I need it all from you tonight, Kev. I need you to leave it all on the table. Last game before the break. That's right. For sure. Got to go into the break with a winning record. And uh, that is all on the line tonight in Utah. Uh, where the Warriors are. Uh, we'll get to Warriors Live, though, here in a handful of minutes. We want to get to a lot of you patiently waiting yeah. to hop in here and rip Kyle Shanahan uh, because I've had enough. I've had enough of uh, Kyle Shanahan and all the snootiness. Well, arrogance and, we prefer. And failures. Yeah. And uh, doesn't know how to call a play. And let's see what else. Oh, won't take accountability. Can't manage the clock. Blaming Steve Wilkes for everything. Turtles up in the big spot. Doesn't know how to explain overtime rules to an Ivy League educated player. Now let me sit. Let let me back on because I'm being obviously very sarcastic. But let me back up on. But let me back up on something. I, I do want everybody to take stock of the four days that have taken place since the Super Bowl. And it has not been good for the 49ers. No. At all. Our boss put out a list, and you and I have verbally gone through the list of, not transgressions is too harsh, but but, but there have been things that have not reeked of Super Bowl or try again. The the, the Brandon Ayuk thing, let's let's yep, start there. Yep. The defensive coordinator. The has, John Feliciano Twitter been, right, right. gate. You've got uh, offensive linemen arguing on Twitter, apologizing to one other. You've got NFL Live putting out um, what feels like embarrassing stuff from the Chiefs uh, on, uh, on the internet. That's there for everybody to see. You've got Nick Bosa saying that we weren't prepared uh, you've got Kyle Juszczyk on NFL, uh, mic'd up NFL Live. Well, pfft, hell, if I knew what the hell are we doing out here in overtime, I didn't wait. So if we score a touchdown, we don't win the whole thing. Mahomes with the they want it, they want it, they want well, it. It's like I, I, you, there's no getting around it now that what felt like a kumbaya tight, right? Like, you know, kind of the way mom used to wrap a gift. Right? Like tape. <laughs> Everything's even. Pow, pow. Oh, right? You see dad wrap a gift. You got stuff flying in every direction. Dude. Right? Like the Niners were the mom gift. And after the Super Bowl, they kind of look like the dad gift. I wrapped uh, Christie's oh, Valentine's gift with mailing tape. I ran out at the last minute. 
but they notice that stuff. Babe, I'm like, coming. You got packing tape on here. I'm like, look. Yeah. I'm doing my best. Coach, I, okay? I leave it to the professionals. <laughs> and in this case, I went flowers and, you know, she wrapped it and there was a bow and there was presentation and I did all I could to make it home from the flower shop and not mess it up on the 12-minute drive to get home. I know there's been a bunch of bad news around the Niners. One piece of good news, though, just coming out, uh, something shared from our, our producer just moments ago. Yeah, well, I mean... It's good news. Yeah, air quotes, good news. Um, successful surgery has been completed for Dre Greenlaw. And um, the torn Achilles is uh, is repaired. However, we can also add a full tear of the Achilles while running from the sideline onto the field. Uh, he will make a full recovery. Uh, they're not going to put a timetable in there yet, but we also know what that injury usually entails unless you do right. ayahuasca. Well, and it's variability, and Doc uh, Pandia just tweeted over the top of that saying, with less invasive techniques and accelerated rehab, athletes are able to come back sooner than in the past. Okay. So if sooner means nine months, that puts you then maybe we'll after a bye in yeah. week 12 next year. and. Jeez. Honestly, though, Mark, if he's able to come back in November, you feel like you still have three months of football if you're a good team. Yeah, but you also still need to address the position no matter what. No matter what. They drafted two linebackers last yep. year, so I that's... I mean, yep. you're hoping that those youngsters come in and that's how you addressed it. Uh, let's go to Dale in Walnut Creek. Hi, Dale. What's going on? You're on with Willard and Dibs. Hey, guys. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yep. Um, if you tell me ahead of the game that uh, you'd hold uh, uh, Andy Reid, the great, uh, the great coach Andy Reid, who got politely sent out of Philadelphia because he never won with great players there, and you hold the great Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in four quarters, I would say that, that through all the troubles that the defense had, the ups and downs, they pulled it together pretty damn well. 19 points, you'd probably take that going in. If you said that uh, the best offense, the best overall team in the league, coached by the offensive genius, would be outcoached at every key spot by the defensive coordinator on the Kansas City Chiefs, and you'd only score 19 points, hey, I believe that uh, Shanahan fired Wilkes because he had the power to do so. Neither one of them deserves any more blame or credit. It's a game. The the team, the defense came together and held them to 19 points in regulation. Dale, you're, um, you're not you're not wrong. Board. Dale, real quick, you're not wrong, but you're making the firing about the Super Bowl, and that's just not what it was. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I, I get I get the culture. You got it. You got to feel comfortable with the guy that you're working with. My point is that I think. We're making a little bit too much when you look at the end result. They actually, they actually did it. Nineteen points with all the turmoil is not not something that you want to castigate somebody about. No, I agree um, with that. Yeah, I agree with that. That would Dale, make thanks. a castigation sensation, it by it the way, Dale. A rare <laughs> castigation no, sensation. I think what Dale's trying to say is, if we had offered you before the game, hey, the Chiefs will score nineteen in regulation, would you take it? Yes, and, and I of think we'd say would. yes, but I think a lot of people then respond and go, so your point is, well, that genius Kyle couldn't get to 20 points. Well, you could argue that, and I could also argue your best player put the ball on the ground on a drive that was going to turn into points. You're, and that's that's on Kyle, right? So right, and a I, missed like, blocking I, assignment, and right. Brock Purdy I, missing an open just, receiver, and all there, the rest. There's of it. always intricacies to this conversation, and I think it's hard to acknowledge them, but you have to. You have to. You do, and I think the same thing applies for Steve Wilkes. And sure, I think that decision was made long ago about his future with the organization. It had nothing to do with the Super Bowl. I agree. I agree with you, Jay in Oakland. Uh, here with uh, Willard and Dibs. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, uh, a couple of things. First thing, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but uh, the streaks is actually calling Kyle Shanahan the NFL version of Doc Rivers, and I, I don't think that's fair to Doc. That's not, oh wow, uh, man, streets uh, streets are tough. I can't believe my name ended up in this. I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to coach the Bucks. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, so, 
I got a different, unique perspective. Uh, obviously, it's been four days, and uh, I think everyone is still teed off about that whole decision. Hear me out. I think if we had Mahomes on the 49ers, do you feel like Kyle Shanahan would have deferred? Do you feel like Kyle would have trusted Mahomes huh. to have the ball second? Yeah. So the answer is yes. No, the answer is no. What if- I don't. I don't think the answer yeah. is yes. My, I think- my answer is I don't know. <laughs> my answer is no. <laughs> I, don't I think know. I think Kyle is really married to the idea of a third possession. You know, again, again, Jay, I think Dibs and I are on the same page here where a lot of this has to do with your philosophy of would you go for two if both teams score touchdowns. I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes would. I don't know what Kyle would do. I, I really don't. And if he said that he wouldn't, that's why we lost. That's what separates Andy Reid from Kyle Shanahan. Because Andy Reid would. See, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 Jay, right. That's what, and by the way, Jay, that's what separates Andy Reid from Kyle Shanahan. He has Patrick Mahomes. I, I'll forever believe that. I think they're both phenomenal coaches. I think both teams went out and made a bunch of mistakes. And, and I give Steiny a nod for something he said uh, probably a year ago which is that it's very likely that in some way, shape, or form, Kyle Shanahan's career ends up mirroring Andy Reid's. My hope is, though, that he doesn't have to go to a different right. team to do it. Yeah, That's my hope. Don't do what the Eagles did. And Stick I, yeah. with your guy. He's a good coach. He gets you there. It's exactly what Andy Reid went through for years, and now we all can't stop complimenting Andy Reid. And you act like Andy's doing something different. He's not. He just has Mahomes. Because, by the way, with Alex Smith in the same uniform, he was doing the same thing that he did with the Eagles. Make the playoffs and then lose at some point. Probably too early, by the way. Like first round. So that's the only difference to me between Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. Andy doesn't have bigger you-know-whats. He's got Patrick. Well, it's easier to have bigger you-know-whats when you have when Patrick. You got Patrick. And that's kind of the way it goes. I was looking to see if there was a coach that had a longer tenure with one team before he got the Lombardi. And I look at Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher was uh, the head coach in Pittsburgh for 14 years, and then he finally was able to get his Lombardi. So maybe Kyle Shanahan, hopefully it's not 14 years, but he might follow the Bill Cowher mold, oh. mode or mold, rather. He was uh, coaching Pittsburgh from 92 to 06, and he finally got it done in 06. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, <laughs> he's a 44-year-old coach. He's a 44-year-old coach. Been to uh, four NFC title games and two Super Bowls. I really feel strongly that he's going to break through. Uh, let's get one more. Joe in Stockton. Hey, Joe, what's up? What's up, y'all? Long time no speak. How y'all doing? Good. Fantastic. Good. I, I just wanted to give my, my two cents on the game, personally. First things first, I don't know if y'all remember me calling a while back. I said I wanted to see this. I said I wanted to see this. What's but this? Niners versus Chiefs, the rematch. Got it. Yeah, I remember your call. <laughs> we remember all of them. Joe. You were prescient. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Um, boy, you said you love my laugh. Anyway. I love every laugh. Um, hey, okay. But I love honestly, laughter. I think Joe. the game was good overall. I didn't really have any complaints up until overtime, and it's honestly you—it's all said in the pudding. You should—he should have taken it second. That way we can match. But honestly, overall, I think the game was good. Just mistakes were made. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Um, mistakes are always made. I, you know. I still contend, and I don't know, there's no, we'll never know. But if, if the 49ers had won that game, would Kansas City Sports Radio be spending the whole next week going, these are all the spots where we lost this game? Yeah, probably. Five fumbles? Yeah, maybe. Know, it's easier to not dwell on it, though, when you've got a couple already uh, in the bank.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.